Welcome back to the Footy Fix Podcast. I am your host, Ben Batello, and this is the first episode in a 10-part series looking back at the top 10 teams from the last decade. Let's not waste any more time and dive right into it. Cue it up. Coming in at number 10, the 2013-2014 Atletico Madrid team. Their starting 10 from back to front was Courtois in net, Miranda and Godin as the center backs with Juan Fran and Philip Luiz as the fullbacks. Their midfield consisted of Coque, Gabi, Thiago and Raul Garcia. And their front line was led by David Villa and Diego Costa leading as the main strikers. This side won the La Liga title, and they also reached the Champions League final, but unfortunately lost, as we know, to Real Madrid. But let's not focus on the negatives here, because this team was truly remarkable. So, altogether, this team was the absolute pinnacle of Diego Simeone's vision. Hard-nosed, gritty, sort of win-at-all-cost mentality. You know, they had they had no problem winning games one nothing. They had no problem with scoring garbage goals. Or for that matter, even if people had a problem with the way Atletico played, it didn't really matter as long as they won, as long as they got the three points. But this team was also recognized for being so defensively sound and not allowing many goals against whatsoever. Over the course of the La Liga season, they only allowed 26 goals the entire season, 26 goals. That is ridiculous. And on top of that, Thibaut Courtois had 20 clean sheets that year. These are unbelievable stats. And I'm going to compare them to Barcelona and Real Madrid, the top other teams in La Liga that year. So in comparison with Barcelona, Barcelona allowed 33 goals against and Valdez notched 13 clean sheets. Compared to Real Madrid, Real allowed 38 goals against and Lopez notched 16 clean sheets. Now, both of these numbers that both Barca and Real put up are really good. Like, these are really good elite numbers. There's only 37 games in the Liga season, so these numbers are incredible. But considering how good these numbers are, it puts such an emphasis on how defensively good this Atleti team was. And on the offensive side of things, I mean, they only got better. On one side of things, you had Diego Costa, who scored 27 goals in La Liga. And on the other side of things, you had David Villa, who scored 13 goals domestically. So a really strong, kind of really well-functioning, well-oiled front two for forwards. But I kind of want to focus on David Villa before I get to Costa, because people really don't understand what kind of role Villa played on this team. Now, considering what he had done in his career before he came to Atleti, He was on those Barcelona teams that won every single trophy. He was on those Barcelona teams that won almost every single trophy for the other Champions League run. He was on those Spain teams that won the World Cup, won the Euro in 2008, won the Euro in 2012. He's got loads, bucket loads of experience. And the fact that you get that kind of guy in this team, it really pushes up morale. He really becomes a leader on the field. And another thing that plays directly into into the favor of a team like Atletico A team like Atletico is going to be in those big games. They have a squad that's talented enough to be in the Champions League semifinals, or in the final in this case, or be in the Copa del Rey final, or be in the Supercopa. Games that that mean something. These these games where they're high pressure, there's, there's a huge atmosphere about them. You know that David Villa is going to show up to them. I mean, how many big games has he been a part of his entire career? 
you know he's not going to go absent. He may not be scoring, you know, 35 goals like he used to, but he's going to play an integral part and he's going to show up to the game and play well and motivate players. But let's go to Diego Costa. I mean, this was the best version of him I think we've ever seen. 36 goals all competitions. The main man for Atleti, when he was performing well, he was pretty much unstoppable and he took the team to a new level because now we, you know, people now who watch soccer or football, I should say, they don't really know what Diego Costa was back then, right? They look at him now like he's a physical, rough, a little bit dirty. He's got a temper and he's like a gritty kind of forward. But back then, he had this, all those same attributes. Plus, he was really talented and super skilled and could score goals at any given moment in time. So that imagine having that combination. That's really hard to stop. And he for sure showed it by scoring 36 goals in all comps. And I know that Atletico's defensive rigidity and solidity is what actually took them to the UCL final and took them on that amazing run. You got to give some credit where credit is due. I mean, Costa played fantastic this entire season. He was in form. He was the main man. So focusing on more of Atleti as a team and in the La Liga season domestically, they never lost to Barcelona or Real Madrid the entire La Liga season. It was either draws or wins and then you go to loose in the UCL they actually beat Barcelona to advance to the semifinals so you're facing on a given season you're facing Real Madrid twice and Barcelona twice that is insane I mean for any team with title hopes against these two teams especially back when they were that good when Barcelona was had prime Leo and Real Madrid had pretty much prime Cristiano Ronaldo those are really difficult teams to beat. And somehow, someway, Atletico Madrid managed to shut them down, either draw or win against them. And the only time a loss came to one of those teams was in the Champions League final. And I'll say it again because it's absolutely crazy. Considering how good Barcelona and Real Madrid were at this point in time, this is insane. They won La Liga when these two teams were in the league. I just, I can't fathom it. And nobody could. Nobody picked Atletico Madrid to win, but somehow, some way, they did. But let's focus on Diego Simeone personally as a coach, as a manager. Tactically, Simeone outmatched Carlo Ancelotti in La Liga. And he held Barca and Real to one goal all but one time where they tied Los Blancos 2-2. Two two. Imagine holding teams... With Messi, Ronaldo, Modric, Sanchez, Xavi, Iniesta, Xabi Alonso, Di Maria. Imagine holding teams that have those players to only one goal a game. Or even less than that in some cases. That is insane. Again, another emphasis on how good this defense was and how well they played together. When I refer to Atletico Madrid, they kind of remind me of teams like that that Jose Mourinho used to coach back in the day. They kind of remind me of that 2004 Porto team that won the Champions League. That team wasn't a team. That team was a family. And that is what I refer to as this Atletico Madrid team. They were a family of really good and skilled and talented footballers. That's just what it was. Um, so let's focus on their Champions League final run. And, and although it did end in heartbreak, uh, let's just start right from the group stage and then we'll go all the way through. They actually turned on the Jets offensively in the UCL. They scored 24 goals in both the group stage and knockout stages combined, and yet they still maintain that notorious defensive solidity by only allowing 10 goals altogether. 
And their road to the Champions League final wasn't easy whatsoever. I mean, they met Milan in the round of 16. They won that one 5-1 to one in aggregate. But this Milan team, this is Thiago Silva, Pato, Ibra, Ambrosini. It's a good Milan team. This is the last year that they had success in before they f- completely fell off and their club went down the gutter. But all in all, this is a hard team to beat, let alone a hard team to beat 5-1. to one. So, and again, who would have bet on Atleti to score five goals over two legs? I know I wouldn't have. They then advanced to the quarterfinals where they played Barcelona. And I don't even have to tell you guys how good this Barca team was. I just spent five minutes doing it beforehand. But they won that one 2-1 to one in aggregate. And let me just put a little side note in here. If you guys, for whatever reason this may be, if you want to raise your anxiety, you know, raise your blood pressure, get that heart rate going, I would consider watching the highlights of this Champions League matchup because this was some of the most intense football I have seen. First of all, it, it always it's always those low-scoring games, those 0-0 for 120-minute games, those 1-1s, even in this case those 2-1 games that are the most tense because both teams are so good defensively and one mistake is all it takes to open up the game and declare a winner. And this is exactly what this was. Atletico played their game and Barca were forced to play Atletico's game. And yes, they had remnants of Barcelona's style. They controlled a lot of the possession, but who came out on top? So after they beat Barcelona, they went into the semifinals of the Champions League and they squared off against Chelsea. They won 3-1 on aggregate against them and they scored all of their goals at Stanford Bridge on the second leg. I mean, it kind of fell right into their lap here. I mean, the first leg was in Madrid and they tied that one 0-0. So that's a great, honest, that's a victory. If you're the home team and you're at the first leg and you're tying 0-0 at home, I 100% think that's a victory for the home team. You're not allowing any away goals for the opposition. And 0-0 isn't such a bad scoreline, especially for this Atleti team. But they went to the second leg, Stanford Bridge, away from home. lot of fans there, not the easiest place to play. And they won 3-1 and they advanced to the Champions League final where they would face Real Madrid. As we know, this success all came to a halt in the final when they conceded a 93rd minute goal after leading 1-0 for the entire game. For the entire game. Could you imagine what that feels like for a team that was such an underdog literally all season in every competition to give it all up with one minute left in the game? But after that 93rd minute goal, they eventually lost 4-1 to Real Madrid and... They were one game away, one minute away from creating legend and cementing a legacy. And if it weren't for that loss in the final, I truly think that this team would have placed higher on this list. It felt a little criminal to put them at number 10, but like I said, these rankings are based on accolades, trophies, and overall placement in the domestic as well as European competitions. But losses aside, this is a fantastic team that was moments away from European glory, and they won La Liga at a time where they really were not supposed to. And despite not proving that they were that championship-caliber team in the UCL, they really were a championship-caliber team. They had all the components that a winning team, that a championship team consists of. They had heart, passion, dedication to, to winning. They were well-coached, and Diego Simeone, man, he had those guys rallied together like a family. So this is why Atletico Madrid 2013-14 places number 10 on my top 10 teams of the last decade. Come back tomorrow for number 9. Thank you for listening, guys. Make sure to subscribe. 
we'll see you then. Thank you.